Welcome to the Color and Chaos Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Jonah, and I am coming to you from Macomb, Michigan. Macomb, Michigan. So no matter how you found this podcast, maybe you were sent it from a friend, maybe you stumbled across it by searching for a keyword or a topic, no matter how you are listening or watching this podcast right now, I just want to let you know that you matter so much and that the Lord has such a beautiful plan and purpose for your life that goes far beyond anything that you might be going through or anything that you have been through or anything that you will go through, that you are made with a purpose and that purpose is beautiful. And so no matter what brings you here, I'm just really excited that you are here. And I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about today. But first, I just want to open this up in prayer. Um, No matter what you believe or where you've come from in your life, Um, Here in Color and Chaos, we want to recognize the fact that we were created with a purpose and that a creator will never create without making himself known. And so here at Color and Chaos, we want to lean into that and seek our creator and seek what it is. What does it mean to be creation? And so um, one way that we want to do that is by acknowledging that we have a creator. So I want to pray right now and, um, and and recognize that our creator has a name and his name is Jesus. And so um, I want to pray. I want to invite you to pray with me. And uh, we just I just want to give this time to him and allow him to stir this uh, conversation in a way that points us all towards him. And so let us pray and uh, you can join if you like to. But Lord God, just thank you for who you are and what you're doing. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Lord. I pray for those that are listening to this or watching this. Lord, will you please just reveal yourself to them and uh, in their lives right now as they listen or watch this, or even later on in their day, in their week, in their month. Lord, will you just show up in a real and, and, and a relevant way that they know that you truly are there and that you love them and that you have created them with a purpose and that you are are so involved in their life. No matter what they may be going through, maybe it's the best of times or the worst of times, Lord, will you please just be near to us now. And so, Lord, um, just take this moment and use it for your glory. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. I wanted to open up with a uh, memory. This is the third week as of recording. This is the third week of January. I woke up really early. I was at my friend's house and um, currently I'm in Michigan, but I went home to visit friends and family down in South Carolina. That's originally where I'm from. As you can tell by the sweatshirt, Columbia, Columbia, South Carolina. If you've been um, watching any sports, then uh, college football, then you know that Clemson uh, just won the national championship of uh, football, of college football, and that's in Clemson, South Carolina. So um, just a little more context of uh, kind of my life, but I was down in South Carolina, and I was at a friend's house, and I woke up a little early, and I went out to their balcony. And down in South Carolina, up here in Michigan, it's very cold. Down in South Carolina, is not that cold. So um, I wanted just to be outside as much as I could. So I went out on their balcony, and I was reading the Bible, And I came across, um, as I was reading this passage, it was in Luke 10, Luke 10, and I'm going to read it to you in a moment, but I want to kind of give you a little context of what's going on in Luke and why this has to do with what we're talking about today. Um, There's a part in the Bible where Jesus is with his disciples, and um, this is before anything happens in terms of uh, him being crucified and and buried and all of that. This is this is as he was doing ministry and doing life, 
and he's with his disciples, and there's a moment where there's about 72 other disciples, other people that were following him. And so wherever Jesus went, he drew a crowd. There was a crowd of people that came to him because they heard that he did miracles, that he healed, and they also just wanted to be in his presence. They wanted to hear what he had to say. Um, people called him a good teacher. And so at, at this time in Jesus's life, he brings 72 people near him. And he tells them to go out and let others know that the kingdom of God, that God wants to meet them, that God wants to be present with them. But this is what it says in Luke 10. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. And so as I'm reading that, I'm sitting outside on the balcony of, of, of my best friend's house, and and it's early in the morning, and I'm reading this, and and as I'm reading this, I'm also thinking and and just kind of like talking to the Lord, and and it's the beginning of a new year, a beginning of a new year. So I was sitting outside in the balcony, and I just read this passage, and I was trying to think, and I was praying, I was saying, God, okay, what is it that you want me to focus on this year? What is what is what is it that you um, want me like a word for me to meditate on this year um, that you want to reveal yourself to me through this word? And as I was sitting there, I was reading this, and there was a word that popped up um, in this passage uh, to me as I was sitting out there. As I was sitting out there, it was raining outside, and um, for me, I've always enjoyed the rain. Sometimes this is not the best to be in, but it's always the best to observe to me. I've always, ever since a little kid, I've always loved the rain. I like watching the rain. I like the sound of rain. Um, sometimes I even like to play in the rain. Um, but uh, rain, uh, I think for pretty much everybody, rain is really annoying when you have something to do outside, but you can't do it because of the rain. Or rain could be really annoying whenever you're walking and you are just getting downpoured and it's just, just soaking you. Or you have electronics and that's another story. And so I'm sitting there outside on the balcony. I'm watching the rainstorm. I'm watching it rain down. And I'm hearing it in the trees. And, and at this balcony, if you can just visualize it with me, there was some greenery, there were some trees, and, and it was out there. So I'm, I'm looking at the trees, I'm looking at the greenery, I'm, I'm listening to the sound of the rain coming down, and, and it's a peaceful sound, and, and I'm not getting wet because I'm underneath the balcony, um, but I'm still able to be in the presence of this rain. And as I was reading this passage, that word stood out to me, and, and the word was harvest, harvest, harvest. And, and Jesus told his disciples, he said, look, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And then he goes on to say, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest. And he says, go, I am sending you. Go, I am sending you. And it, and it made me think about the whole idea of rain, of rain. To some people, rain is an inconvenience. It's annoyance. To some people, like farmers, rain can be um, something that is, is a huge blessing. And, and what's really cool and interesting, and it, and, it, and it made me think that how is it that you have one thing, but it can mean two different things to two different people? You have rain that could be an 
inconvenience and annoyance and you have rain that could be a blessing and 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 just like a miracle in a sense so to a farmer rain it produces the harvest that will also produce them gain it will produce them not only gain when it comes to them being able to eat and live but also financial gain if they're growing a crop to sell and also in the inconvenience side, that rain is an inconvenience because if there's anything that requires dry land or the lack of getting wet, then rain completely knocks that out. You can't really have a great baseball game in the rain. If you notice, if you if you watch baseball or if you ever played baseball, once it starts raining, everybody has to go back in the dugout until it stops and they have to pull out a tarp uh, in the field because if not, then it'll be unfair. The game won't be able to be played properly. And so I was thinking about that and thinking about the idea of rain and, and, and the thought came to my mind and, and one of the thoughts was this, that under pressure, under pressure when us in life, if we want to use rain as a metaphor in our life, what is rain when it comes to when we think about our life? Sometimes uh, somebody can say, hey, I'm going through a storm. I'm, I'm, I'm having a rainy day. And what that usually means is that something bad, something negative, something hard is happening. And, and it made me think about the idea of a storm and of rain when it comes to our life that under pressure, the rain will always reveal what is deep inside. That when things get hard in my life, when storms happen in my life, when when hardships or inconveniences or uncomfortabilities happen in my life, in our life, it will always reveal what is deep inside, deep inside. So for instance, an example would be a somebody that's getting picked on in school. Growing up, I remember that there's this guy named Harvey. And in high school, Harvey always, 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 always just insisted that I was a Mexican. And I am, I, 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 to my knowledge, I have no Hispanic blood in me. I, I don't have anybody in my family line that's Hispanic, as much as I know. But Harvey was insistent that I was a Mexican. And he wanted to call me that every single day. And so I kept telling Harvey, Harvey, I'm Italian. I have Italian blood. I have Sicilian blood. I have German blood. Like, but I do not have any Hispanic blood. But Harvey kept going on and saying, no, 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 you're, 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 you're Mexican, you're Mexican, you're Mexican. So eventually Harvey, after about a couple months, he eventually said, okay, you're not Mexican, you're, you're Hawaiian. But Harvey, what he was doing, he was stressing me out. He kept picking on me and picking on me and picking on me to the point that it was causing a pressure within me. And through that pressure, I lashed back out at Harvey and, and, and I was angry and I was frustrated. And this is a memory that I have being under pressure when it came to just doing life in high school. And so that is an example of what was what when I was under pressure, what was inside would come out and what was inside was frustration and hurt and, and all of that feelings that I was having. And, and I lash out at Harvey when we are under pressure, what is inside will always be revealed, it will always be revealed. And sometimes we might do a good job in hiding what's inside, but after enough pressure, everything will come out. Just like a can of pop or a can of soda, when it's shaken and when you open it up, everything that is inside will just come spewing out. So sometimes the rain 
puts us under a pressure that also reveals what's inside, that also reveals what's inside. So I'm thinking about some of these things and I'm sitting out there and 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 I'm I'm starting to say okay Lord what is it what what produces growth what produces growth you're talking about a harvest Lord but I know sometimes in my life I feel like there is not a harvest I feel like there isn't anything really growing. Sometimes I feel stagnant. Sometimes I look at my life and I look like my I look at my relationship with you, Jesus, and and sometimes I feel as if it's stagnant. That that you know, I, yes, maybe yesterday I, I've I've had a close walk with you, but right now I might not. And I was thinking about that. What produces growth? And then I was looking at the rain and and everything that was going on. And an idea came to me is that Lord, you will always send the rain. No matter how uncomfortable it is, no matter how inconvenient it is, you will always send the rain. You will always send the rain. And what's crazy about the rain, and if you're looking at it as a metaphor to our life of of a storm or, or a circumstance that we go through, that the thing about rain is that rain is always peaceful when we are under shelter. When we're under shelter and we don't have anything that, that, that we are allowing the rain to hinder, rain is peaceful. The same rain that if we want to, if we want to look at the rain and the storms and the, the hardships or the circumstances in our life, we can easily look at that and allow that circumstance to be an inconvenience and and that will never produce a peaceful feeling inside of us because why? It's almost the equivalent of it raining outside and we don't have a shelter over us. That is not going to be something that's awesome. That's not going to be something that you can sit back and and say, okay, Lord, you know, help me enjoy this season that I'm in because it's painful. When we are under shelter, rain is peaceful. But when we are not under shelter, rain is not. And it, and it made me think, Lord, when I am not resting in you, when, I, when my identity and my comfort and my security is not found in you, but it's found in the things of this world, whenever anything in this world threatens that, then I am not going to be at peace. I'm not going to be able to rest. Why? Because I'm not under shelter. That the rain, the circumstances is, is, is making me uncomfortable. It's making a hardship a pain and it's robbing me of my joy and of, of, of just my peace. Why? Because I am not under the shelter of you. I am not allowing you to be who I hide under. You are, I'm not allowing you to be who I rest in. But if our rest is tied up into the things of this world, then that rain will always come. The hardships will always come and threaten and destroy us from the inside out. That when we are under shelter, rain is peaceful. It's peaceful. Why? Because just like when I was there on that balcony, I can look out and I can be able to observe the rain and, and think about the rain and see it and be able to be present, but not to feel threatened or to feel any less of, of, of identity or worth or value because of what's going on. That when we are under shelter, rain is peaceful. Another thing that, that I was thinking about when it comes to this, this, this verse, this chapter right here, and, and as I was thinking about rain and, and harvest and, and growth, I started thinking, okay, Lord, you know, you know that you will always send the rain, and and the rain will always produce growth. 
that the 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 seeds that are in the ground don't ever have to worry about them trying hard to grow but in reality it's the rain that you send that grows the seeds and it made me think you know what is it in my life that what are the seeds that i'm planting am i planting seeds of worry of doubt of confusion of fear of anxiety of pressure am i am i sowing these seeds day by day by day because I'm allowing this world to threaten my identity, to threaten my, my, my security that, that is under the shelter of my creator, savior, and sustainer who has a name and his name is Yahweh and, and, and Yahweh became flesh and dwelt among us and that name is Jesus. And Jesus took my reign, he took every single reign and sin and brokenness and rebellion within my heart. He took that and he suffered. He suffered on a cross. He took all that rain. So no longer does that rain have to threaten me because my, my identity is no longer found in the things that I can do or the things that I can't do. But he took all that rain in order for me to be able to be under him. That when I say, Lord, take my life, Jesus, thank you for what you've done for me. And my life is yours. And when Jesus, when he was dead three days and he rose out of the grave, he proved that the rain no longer has to be that the rain and the chaos and the storms and the brokenness and our sin does not need to be what defines us anymore, but instead that we can rest in him. When we surrender to him, we surrender to the conqueror of any storm that this life can produce, any brokenness that my heart is. That no longer am I defined by my brokenness, but I'm defined by the shelter of my creator, savior, and sustainer. And my identity is placed in him, not in the things of this world or the things that I am not. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about that, that Lord, you will always send the rain and, and you alone will grow us. And we know through the Bible that the, that the, the Bible says that it is not us that grows us. That we can try our hardest to be our best and do our best and 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 to and to 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 just be the best that we can. But at the end of the day, that once those storms come, it will truly put us that under that pressure to reveal inside of us that we can try to cover up our brokenness. But under pressure, our brokenness will always just burst forth. And so I was I was thinking about that and and it and it brought me back to um um here at Color and Chaos that um you know you're you're watching or listening to the podcast right now, but originally this this ministry was a blog and it reminded me of this post that I made back in um October 15th, 2016. And uh you can you can go back and find it and I can I'll leave a link in the description um if you're watching this or you're listening to this. Um but there was a post that I wrote, and, it, and it's called The Moon That Lingers. The Moon That Lingers. And I remember um, during this time as I was writing this, I remember I was um, just frustrated with myself um, that I was that I was struggling with the same sins that I've been struggling with for many years up to this point. And, and I was so frustrated with myself that I said, you know what, I'm going to take some time. I'm going to drive and just pray and seek you, God. God, I want... I don't want to be this. I don't want to struggle with this. And I remember I drove into Canada, and I'm in Michigan. And if you don't know, Michigan is right on the border between the United States and Canada. 
And so I drove to Canada and I had a weekend free and I said, you know, I'm just going to drive into Canada and Lord, I just want to get away from all this distraction and all these, all these things that are around me. I just want to turn off my phone for a while. And literally, I just want to get lost. I just want to get lost. And Lord, I just want to focus on you, Lord. I want to pray to you. I want to seek you. I want to, I just want to be alone where all I hear and all I see is you. So I remember driving into Canada and um, I was meditating on this passage right here, Luke 10, uh, 1 through 3 and, and going on. And um, I wrote down something, a thought when it comes to this that also ties in with this idea of rain. And, and I wanted to read this, this entry from, from the blog post that I, was, that I was talking about. And this is what I said. And this is from the blog post, The Moon That Lingers. And I said this, Lord. You sent them out, and them, I mean the uh, 72 others that I was just reading in Luke 10. I said, Lord, you sent them out even when they didn't even have a proper understanding of you. And I wrote in parentheses, and, and the context of, of this passage right here and in the Bible, that up to this point, only Peter recognized Jesus as Lord. That, that out of all the disciples, when, when Jesus said, you know, who do you think I am? Peter said, you are the son of God. And, and so up to this point, he sends 72 people out to proclaim the fact that the kingdom of God is here. And only Peter, as we know in scripture, is, is honestly the only one that truly sees Jesus as who Jesus is at this point. But he still sends them out. And I said that you sent them out even when they didn't have a proper understanding of you. Only Peter even recognized you as Savior up to the 12 at this point. But Lord, you sent them out knowing what you would do in them through time. You don't just see right now, but you see us through the eyes of eternity. You see what we will become. And as they return, Lord, you were thankful that what was done was not done through wise and understanding, but by little children. And Lord, I am no different. We are no different. Jesus, thank you that your grace upon grace finds us when we get lost for a while. And what I was talking about is later on in this passage in Luke 10, it says this in Luke 10, 21, after he sends out the 72, the 72 come back and they are just telling Jesus about all that has happened. And it says this in Luke 10, 21, he says this, at the same time, Jesus was filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit. And he said, oh, father. So he, he looks and he hears all that the 72 people are saying. And he looks up and he says, father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think of themselves as wise and clever, but instead revealing them to childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. And then he goes on to say this, my father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows me except the father and no one truly knows the father except me. And then those that I reveal myself to. And it says this, then as they were alone, he turned to the disciples and said, blessed are the eyes that see what you have seen. Talking to the 72, talking to the 12, he says this, blessed are the eyes that have seen what you have seen. I tell you, many prophets and kings long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. So he's talking to these disciples, these disciples that have went out 
And a lot of them, as said earlier in this passage, a lot of them went into hostile situations. They went into towns that rejected them. They went into households that laughed them out of the way. They said, oh, you know, just get out of here. And just very uncomfortable situations. Uh, they experienced a lot of rain in their journey as they were going to, from town to town. But Jesus looks at them and says, look, blessed are you who have seen what you have seen. And it makes me think, you know, how many times do we, do we miss, do we miss the fact that even in the uncomfortability, that there is something so much bigger than anything that this world can offer, especially through the moments of rain, through the moments of rain. The disciples were able to return to Jesus and Jesus was able to look at them even though they didn't have a proper understanding of that of, of, of Christ. Jesus still looked at them and Jesus saw who they would become. And Jesus saw that even through the rain, that is not going to destroy them through the, the through the hardships, through the through, through them going to a town and the town rejecting them and all the pain that comes with rejection and all that. Jesus looked at them and he saw that the rain itself would produce a heart and a harvest that far outweighs any uncomfortability or any pain that the rain can cause. Growth is dependent on the Lord alone, and he will send the rain. What is it in our lives that is uncomfortable, that, that, that the circumstances that maybe you are going through or that you have went through or that you will, went through, you will go through, how many times in the uncomfortable circumstances or situations can we have one perspective of woe is me? Why is this happening to me? God, where are you? God, are you even there? God, God, and, and, and sometimes we can allow the rain to tell us who God is, except for saying, no, 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 I'm not gonna allow the rain to tell me who God is, but instead, I am gonna allow the word of God that tells me that, no, God is my shelter, that, that Christ, you are my shelter, that my identity is no longer in the circumstances of what I'm going through, but my identity is wrapped around you. How often do we allow the rain to dictate what we see God as? The things that we've been through, the things that we are going through, the things that we will go through, the hardships, the moments where we have felt pain and hurt and uncomfortability. It's so often that we allow the rain to tell us who God is when the rain has no power to do that. Except for looking at the rain through the perspective of, of uncomfortability, what if we look at rain and, and hardship through the eyes of a child and so often, I remember as a kid wanting to go out in the rain and play. And we've all seen, or, or we can even look up on YouTube. We can look up videos of, of children in the rain just splashing and getting just completely soaked and not worrying about that, but instead just enjoying the rain. That even through the uncomfortability of getting drenched, they're able to find a joy in the rain. You can find a joy in uncomfortability and hardships and pain and trauma. You can find a joy in that, not through that alone, but through an identity and through a, a life that is centered around Jesus who has overcome the rain. He has overcome our brokenness and that through him we can find shelter that just like me out on the balcony saying, Lord, no, no, you will send the heart. You will allow the, the, the things that it's needed to grow me. And I can rest assured that no matter how uncomfortable that that gets, 
that I can rest under you, knowing that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Romans 12, 2, Paul says this. He says this, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you'll be able to learn God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. He says, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. We can live a life no longer affected by the rain, by a life that is completely centered around an identity surrendered of self and completely surrendered to Christ. That we can be able to no longer allow circumstances to dictate who we are or how we see God, but instead we can allow God through his word to show us who he is and who we are. This world has nothing, has nothing, has nothing, has no power to, to have our hearts unless we allow our identities to be wrapped around this world. When under pressure, what is inside will always come out. And sometimes the Lord allows rain to reveal to us what is inside. Where is your identity? Where is your peace? Where is your joy found today? Is it found in circumstances? Is it found in situations? Is it found in people? Is it found in, 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 in things? Because if it is, the moment that that rain comes, Ooh, it will never, you will never be able to truly be able just to be at rest and at peace. I don't want a joy that is dictated by rain or no rain, but I want joy that is found no matter what comes, no matter the rain, no matter the rain. I want to have a heart and a character that grows even through the rain. And that is a heart that is centered around Christ. That is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In Jeremiah 17, 9, it says this, The heart is deceitful above all things. Who can understand it? You are not what you've done. You are not what you will do. You are not what you are doing. You are not what has been done to you. You are not what, what you might do to others. You are not anything else but created in the image of our creator and you are loved and you are forgiven and you are you are you are made with a purpose and you are so much more than anything this world can offer you are made for your creator and your creator wants to know you and wants to know us and sometimes it takes rain for us to say you know what i am done trying to live this life on my own but instead my life is yours what a blessed, what is a blessed assurance knowing that, Lord, you will send and allow the things in order to grow me, in order for me to know you, and in order for me to no longer have a, a life that is centered around the things of this world that will fade away. I want to end with two quotes. One quote is from a pastor uh, in a church in Colorado named Red Rocks Church, and his name is Sean Johnson. And he says this, and, and this is something that's standing out to me, but he says this, God's power is so much greater than your weakness. 
God's power is so much greater than your weakness. And I wanted to kind of put that into this message and saying that God's power is so much greater than any rain, any storm that you may be going through. That even though sometimes it feels like the storm is so overwhelming that that's all that we can see and that's all that we can feel and that's all that we know. It's just like in an airplane when you are flying through the clouds. There's moments when you're flying through the clouds that everything is dark around and the, and the plane is shaking. But eventually you'll be able to get over the cloud and see it from a different perspective. And likewise, sometimes when you're in a storm, you forget that God's power is so much greater. That, that who God is, the shelter that the Lord is, is so much stronger than anything we can do to try to prevent our hearts and prevent an uncomfortability in this life. And the second quote is this. This is from the president of the International House of Prayer. And his name is, uh, name is Mike Bickle. Um, I think I pronounced that right. If not, then I blew it up. Um, but anyway, this is what he says. He says this, the Lord enjoys us as we are growing in him. The Lord enjoys us as we are growing in him. Heavy heart, rest easy. No matter what you are going through, no matter what we will go through, may we rest easy knowing that rain, that no matter what the uncomfortability or anything that is going on in our life, that we do not have to allow the rain to dictate our joy. But instead, when we have an identity that is wrapped around our, our savior and a creator and sustainer and shelter, that we can be able to find a joy even in the pain. That we are able to also grow through the pain. May we allow the Lord to be what our eyes are focused on, no matter how dark it gets. The rain does not have to have the final word. The storms in your life does not have to have the final word. May we allow the Lord of the harvest to grow us and to use us and to reveal more of himself to us, no matter how crazy and dark it looks and gets. May we rest knowing that as we surrender, that the Lord will grow us, that he will send exactly what we need in order to grow us, in order for us to know him and to be able to experience him in ways that we never could have dreamed. Let us pray. Lord God, just thank you for who you are. God, thank you that no matter how ineffective or how just, just dry that we feel, how sometimes emotionless or depressed or heavy or anxious that we get, that Lord, you will always, you will always send exactly what we need to grow us. And even though sometimes that may be uncomfortable, Lord, may we not look at the uncomfortability as an enemy, but instead may we look to you as a source of our strength. May we look to you as a source of growth. May we look to you as the source of our identity. So Jesus, no matter the rain in our lives, the storms and the, and the chaos and the trouble, no matter what's going on, Lord, may we look to you, the Lord of the harvest, to grow us even through the rain. But we need you, Jesus, and we're nothing without you. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. Amen. 
Thank you so much for being a part of, of this today. If this has blessed you, please share this with somebody. Share this with somebody. Maybe maybe somebody that you know that is going through a hard time that maybe needs to be reminded the fact that, that their identity does not have to be defined by the circumstances that they are going through, but that literally they have a savior, creator, and sustainer that loves them so much and that is present even no matter how dark it is. Thank you so much for being a part of this. I am praying for you. Feel free to reach out to me. I want to be a part of your life, be a part of your story. We are in this together. God bless you. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next week. See ya.